This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today on Second Wind, I have Heidi Milton of Operation Organization by Heidi. So when you think of organization, I don't know, I always thought somebody just came in and helped, you know, organize your pantry or your drawers or anything like that. Heidi is completely different, and that's why I'm bringing her to you. First of all, she's a mother of two and a blended household of four children. And she was faced with a surprise divorce that kind of forced her into making decisions and honing in on her God-given talent really is what we're looking at today. Organization with Heidi is not just cleaning out that drawer or that pantry or that closet. She's empathically and empathically someone who has the ability to get to the root of why things are cluttered to begin with. She becomes a partner with you and uncovers the value of the energy of every aspect of your life simply by starting with your clutter. So I'm excited to share your story with everyone. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am excited to be here and appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So let's go with how you started and stumbled upon organization entrepreneurship to begin with. Sure. Sure. I started with a college degree, you know, much to my parents urging back in the day of, you know, early adulthood. I had, I had my complete freedom, I would have pursued becoming an actress. But at the urging of my parents, I did get a degree in mass communications with an emphasis in electronic media. And, you know, as time went on, I was getting closer and closer to graduation. The urging for entertainment wasn't quite as strong, but I wasn't sure what that would mean for me professionally upon graduation. So I got really intentional. I did know I wanted to be happy with whatever I chose to do and wanted to have meaning and value in it. So I did some investigative reading. Uh, one of the best books I read was how, Why You Can't Be Anything You Want to Be, But You'll Love Being Who God Designed You to Be. And through reading that, I was able to identify what he prescribes to be your map or your motivated abilities patterns. And I picked up on you know what motivated me, what I was naturally gifted and talented at, that I could get lost doing and enjoy it. And, you know, the idea is you find what that is. And if you can translate it into, you know, your profession or have that steer you, then, you know, you're going to get that fulfillment, you know, the excitement of what you're spending your time on. And that definitely proved to be true. And it was easy to see, like I was just watching the Home and Garden Network several years later as a young, you know, young adult. I had been in the professional industry for a while and I was watching, I think it was Mission Organization. And I'm like, wait. Uh, this is a thing <laughs> that lines up all, you know, the dots of my map. And so, you know, then that started the catalyst of just investigating, okay, is this just made for TV? Is this just entertainment? And, you know, through research, I did find out it was a viable 
you know, service that one could offer and provide. And that was back in like 19, no, 1999, early 2000s. And so the industry was still very young then. And it's even changed a lot since then. But yeah, long story short, you know, it's just the combination of identifying who am I, what gets me going, and then matching it with something when I just observed it, you know, in the everyday. Right. And it, yeah, and it, yeah, I think it did start early 2000s, that whole idea of being organized. And then you had stores that popped up with all the stuff to get you organized. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about who you were growing up, because obviously you still had to do what a lot of us second winders had to do, which is you're expected to go to college, you're expected to get married, you're supposed to have the children, stay home with your children if you can. And you had a little bit of that push and pull. So tell us a little bit about who Heidi is. Sure, sure. So I grew up in a very small town in central Iowa. I was an only child and both of my parents also have entrepreneurial you know, experience. Um, my mother was a private preschool. She operated that out of our home and was very successful. My dad worked for the state of Iowa and he additionally had a private contracting business. So, you know, I grew up around my folks, you know, having a lifestyle like that. And I was just a little entrepreneur from the beginning. <laughs> like I have very vivid memories of peddling something around my neighborhood, whether it was lemonade or interviewing neighbors and then selling a newsletter, you know, that I had put together from whatever they had to say. <laughs> and I had a babysitting business, pet sitting business, you know, I was always coming up with some idea of, you know, what could I do to earn some money? I wasn't necessarily driven extraordinarily by money. I just wanted to be creative with my time. And I was also always a performer. Like when I was growing up with my cousins, we were always, you know, I was the one leading the charge. Let's do this little show. This will be fun. You know, when friends would come over, I'm like, okay, we're going to get our little boom box and we're going to do a pretend radio show, or we're going to do a pretend cooking show or whatever. So those were always constants, you know, spending my time in a productive or creative way, I guess. And then, um, yeah, I grew up an only child and was a joiner to the core. Like I was always looking for new things to explore and try and do. So I did a little bit of music. I did a little bit of, you know, just different high school clubs, just like, what's this about? What's photography about? What's Future Farmers of America about? <laughs> what's this about? And so natural, just natural curiosity, or, you know, sometimes it was driven by the people that were in the groups too, you know, because I'm pretty relational. And so if someone that I enjoyed and wanted to be around was interested in something I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll chip, I'll, I'll join you. You'll see what that's going on there. And I'm also very athletic, did like cross country, basketball, track. So I liked to be active. That's always been a constant. So yeah, when it came time to figure out what I wanted to do beyond childhood, which I loved, you know, and had lots of great experiences. I did know I wanted to leave my small town. I enjoyed it, appreciated it for what it was, but you know, that curiosity of what's next, what else is possible was remaining constant too. And I didn't know exactly where I would land, but I did know I want, wanted to expand, you know, beyond where I was. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, that would remain to be discovered how that would go into place. But does that answer your question a bit? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. So take us through. So you, you went to college, you didn't do acting like you had wanted to, and you went to college and then what? So went to college and did all of the, everything I could while I was there and happened to meet my first husband while I was in college as well. And that kind of 
did make a, you know, a steering, you know, of my goals because I was becoming aligned in what his passions and what was exciting to him for his future. And, you know, we got married right out of college grad after I graduated college. And, you know, we were in alignment of what we wanted to do as far as family, as far as, you know, his professional goals and aspirations at the time. And so we spent two years remaining in the Iowa area Mm -hmm. um, where he did just a a bit of work there and then moved on to his, you know, goals from that point. And there was more schooling involved. And so we moved to a couple different states for him to accomplish a couple different degrees. And then along that time period is where I had that opportunity to you know, be more investigative of, okay, well, I'm going to be like supporting in whatever role I can, you know, financially speaking in different jobs, wherever we landed. And I wanted to be, you know, thinking about, well, if I'm doing this now, I can be satisfied and happy if I know what I can be planning for in the future. And so that's when I came upon that book. And then I started to get really excited about, okay, well, when this season of life is, you know, kind of buttoned up, then I'll be ready to kind of spring up when it's the right time. That was smart because I find that a lot of second winders, you know, you think about things, but you don't actually think outside of the box that, oh, I'm going to go do this. So that's, that's pretty forward thinking of you to, to move into that direction. So off you go, then what happens? Yes. So off we go, we've catapulted into life and, you know, we're adding children. We were married in 2000, had a first child by 2005 second child by 2009 and had lived in Arkansas. No, we first, we lived in Denver. Then we lived in Arkansas. Then we lived in Minnesota. And it was between Arkansas and Minnesota when I was able to launch the business, like officially, because my children's father was finishing his last degree, which is a PhD. So that is a big endeavor, you know, as dissertation and defense is involved and you know, with two small children, there's a lot to to manage. And so I would purposely waited until that was all finished. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, you know, I was working on a website, I was working on writing blogs Mm -hmm. and articles. So I would have some credibility to what I was trying to be saying I wanted to offer. And um, I also had the benefit of, you know, meeting another organizer in the industry, a friend of mine, her mother-in-law was in the industry. Her name is Ellen DeLapp and she's a wonderful giving individual that just is, you know, marvelous at her work and just loves to encourage and empower others. And so very grateful to her for, you know, allowing me to talk to her every now and then. And she gave me recommendations on what I could do to kind of, you know, get my feet into the industry. And so when I was living in Minnesota and my Boys were more occupied either in school or preschool or combination of childcare, getting as creative as I could. I started some doing some public speaking. I did public speaking at like area mops groups, like mothers of preschoolers, and um, just shared some ideas. Right. I had different themes that I shared. Like one was home organizing 101. One was all about paper clutter. One was all about toys, mm-hmm. you know, how to handle that, all those kinds of things. And that really worked well because, you know, I gave, I was already in that season of life. I was easy to relate to those moms and, you know, they could see I was just a mom, just like them. I'm not just going to be this pushy, you know, tell you what to do. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, I feel like I was an expert, but it would be fun <laughs> to try to, to work on this with me, you know, that was my hope. And that did translate well. And I did get a lot of traction doing it that way. 
And so that was a really good way to launch the business and made some really good contacts and then referrals flowed from there. Um, then we had the opportunity to move to Georgia with um, because of a job offer for uh, my first husband. And I'm like, well, I moved a business once, I can do it again, you know? And so okay. I felt confident, like, we can do this, sure. You know, my adventurous spirit, I'm like, yeah, if it's good for you, it's good for us, and we'll make it work. And children were, the youngest was getting ready to go into kindergarten at that time, and the eldest was, he's three years older, so they're both school age. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be able to give this laser focus and so that was just becoming life. And I was exciting. You know, he was my husband, my husband at the time was working full time and not in school anymore, not juggling all this stuff. The kids are in school. I'm focusing on this and we we're tooling along. And then, uh, you know, life is always difficult. There's always challenges that come up and, you know, you muscle through them. You try to figure it out. But then, you know, one day it became clear that I was going to be faced with the end of that life. And it was a surprise, you know, there was different circumstances that happened. Some friends, mm. you know, were alongside us for the journey, thankfully, you know, that were, you know, trying to encourage, trying to promote, you know, staying together. And that was my hope. But long story short, you know, my husband at the time just said, I don't want to be married anymore. And, you know, I, I think everyone goes through times in their marriage where they wonder, is are we going to make it? Is it going to be mm. okay? But I always felt like, yes, of course it will. Yes, of course it will. But in this particular time, it was pretty clear, like, no, with all these other circumstances and, you know, what I'm seeing now, this is definitely different. And it was like, I had to start immediately thinking more towards mm. acceptance of this is what's happening versus hope. Okay. What can we do? Because, you know, it takes two people and if both people are not invested for the same goal, then, you know, it's just not, it's not going to move forward. And so that was definitely, yeah. That's not going to get there. You're just not going to get there. Yeah, definitely a pivotal time, you know, because the whole reason we were in Georgia was because of the job, you know, that he had taken. And, you know, now it's just like, well, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. You know, I was in Peachtree mm -hmm. City at this time. It was lovely, wonderful community, awesome people, you know, fabulous schools, the whole nine. Anyone who's been there or lives there would say the same. And, you know, it's just a matter of, well, mm -hmm. does it make sense for me to stay here? Number one, does it make sense for me to continue doing this business that I've been doing under these circumstances versus what the circumstances were when I started? Like all of these thoughts, you know, are swirling at the same time, but you're still having to manage life <laughs> as well. So Heidi, I mean, I think that in that position, I definitely, if I had been in that position and I was toying around with a career of sorts, and then my husband who had a career that I could count mm -hmm. on and extra income, right? so all the pressure wasn't on me. And then all of a sudden that was disrupted. Yes. I don't know. It's hard to say how you pick up and move on from that. So how'd you do it? One of the many reasons for this podcast is to collect, connect, and share information that will add to your life. It is my honor and pleasure to share products with you that I buy, use, and believe in that are high quality, sustainable, responsible to our earth, and that actually work. One product I have been using for almost a year now, every day, and now twice a day with the diagnosis of my Lyme disease is collagen. Collagen is a buzzword right now, 
because collagen is a protein that makes up 30% of our bodies. And like everything else, as we age, we lose it. Fine lines, brittle nails, dull hair, achy joints, dry skin are all part of why collagen is so essential. So let me share why Elaine Collagen, the brand I use, is in my opinion more effective than what's out there on those shelves. It is easy to use, tasteless, and dissolves into any beverage. It's non-GMO, and it's from cows raised in Spain, and no chemicals are used for its extraction. Bingo, speak in my language. You can experience the benefits for yourself and receive 15% off by using the code SECONDWIND, all one word, at checkout at elainewellness.com. And if you want to know more about Elaine and her Second Wind story, listen to her episode. The title is Plot Twist. There's no such thing as anti-aging from March 15, 2021. Now, back to the episode. So I, you know, I, again, went into very, you know, introspective mode and that, you know, already being in a heightened emotional state, that was not very productive. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, you go to your friends and family first, you're like, what do you think? And, but they're all wanting to support you, you know, and so it's hard for them to be objective, you know, like they just want you to be happy. And so it's hard to be able to rely on the advice they're giving you. Because, you know, they're, they just see you're hurting, they see you're down and what's going to fix that the fastest. And so I was getting conflicting information and I'm like, while I appreciated everything, I still feel like, okay, I need some additional support here. And so I did seek the additional support through a, um, a counselor and also coach, um, which was a fantastic combination. I worked with Connie Jones there in Peachtree City and, you know, I just went to her, you know, just saying like, like I'm at this life transition. And, you know, I want to be as healthy and strong as I can through it. And I want to make good sound decisions, you know, and I'm doing it differently, you know, before it was with another person in mind and now it's just me, but I still have these children Mm -hmm. and I just need to sort this out, you know? And so she was marvelous. You know, she was able to speak to both the emotional like turmoil as well as, you know, business you know, would this make sense given my temperament, my, you know, who I am as a person, you know, very security based, just as you said, that was definitely on my mind. Like, well, I was doing this business under these circumstances. Can I do it under another? I don't know. Can I do it on my own? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. Oh, very scary. Real life scary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she helped you. You have a coach. So you get excited about it. Is that what happened? Were you like, okay, I got Yeah. Like I get excited about it. I also, you know, I also had other opportunities that gave me a little bit more security to maintain it. Right. Another person came into the picture that I had been working with before, like on an organizing basis and professional basis. And she's like, Hey, I see your skills and abilities could really benefit my business. And I want to support you in this season of life. And if you still want to maintain your business, I will cheer you on with that. And can we work together? And can we find a way that you can do both? And I did. And it was fantastic. So I had just a little bit of... Isn't that funny how people just show up when we need them? Exactly. Right? I'm sorry. When people show Mm -hmm. up when we need them, it's crazy. As long as we're open to seeing them. Yep. And here yep. So I, I did a combination of my business and I did project management with Dirt1X 
Ellie White Stevens there also in the Sharpsburg Fayette County area. And it worked great. She was able to plan her time that she would utilize my abilities to help, you know, push her where she wanted to go. And she's gave me all the freedom, you know, to do the same. You know, she was very respectful of what my goals and needs were and very invested in, you know, wanting to see my new normal thrive. And so, yeah, yeah, people made a huge impact, you know, that were, you know, partnering with me at that time. And so you were able eventually mm-hmm. to just get into organization with Heidi. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Your business grew. Yes, because the business grew. And then eventually, you know, life doesn't always stay down, you know, so there's always going to be opportunities that go. And one of the best things that happened after, you know, starting that work with her is I met someone new and we got married in 2020. So that definitely stabilized things in a completely new and different way. And even though life in 2020 was crazy, you know, in the world, it was still, you know, very stabilized in our universe because, you know, I had a new partner in life as well. So that made a big difference. That's so amazing. So now let's jump in to your skills and what Mm -hmm. you offer people, because it's not just decluttering a drawer, as we said in the Mm -hmm. beginning, Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. us about what makes you and what you do different. And all those great takeaways that we talked about that are so important when you get down to it. Yes. Well, I mean, everyone has different motivations and circumstances that, you know, cause them to reach out to me. And honestly, you know, I, at the end of the day, everyone's just looking for a little bit more peace. Everyone's looking for a little bit more ease and comfort. They want to feel like things are not hard. Mm-hmm. And particularly mm-hmm. when you're in your home, you know, that's where you go to rest. That's where you go to recharge. That's where you go to kind of take cover from mm-hmm. the world. So if things in your home are not in order or not, yeah, just kind of befuddled, then then things in that will affect things in life. And some folks, you know, they have like a really big life circumstance and that's what brings them you know, to a big stage of being under clutter, like maybe they're all, you know, I've always been organized. I hear that a lot, but then dot, dot, dot. But then we had the situation, but then we moved, but then we had a baby, you know? And so then it's like, oh, well, I'm not used to how do I pivot in that? Or, you know, there are folks that, you know, recognize, wow, I go to visit, you know, Susie Q and her house looks amazing and it feels so good to visit there why can't I do that? You know? And so, and Mm -hmm. there it's just more of a mechanical, they were never, they didn't learn, you know, it wasn't a life skill that was passed down or absorbed or didn't have the opportunity. And so they recognize, wow, it makes me feel good. I, I see that it makes life better when things are that way. What's stopping me from having that too? I want that. And so there's always this, a similar desire for people that they want it. And so you know, my approach is pretty similar with how I operate and try to get people there. But, you know, there's always something that is like an aha, you know, that we figure out. Um, It isn't like, you know, I'm not looking to find it, but, you know, they kind of, it's just uncovered. It's just kind of revealed, you know, like, oh, I, I wouldn't have known this. And, you know, it's kind of like, I rec, I 
tie a lot of what I do, like someone tries to ask, you know, what is, what is a professional organizer? And I say, well, for me, you know, there's different ways of working with organizers. And at least for me, I relate more to like a personal trainer, you know, but a personal trainer for your stuff. And also like a stuff, like a, like almost like a stuff whisperer, like, you know, like there's horse whispers (laughs) to help them calm down, figure out why are you upset? It's okay. You know, some kind of combination coach, combination whisperer, like we're going to get there. I'm going to help you get to where you want to go. But along the way, like, okay, what's really bothering you? Because our emotions are also tied to our environment, you know? is like a chicken or the egg, which comes first, it can vary. Like if you have like a life circumstance, like this is a really messy circumstance and it's going to translate into your home. Or mm. alternatively, if if your home is out of order, then that's going to be screaming at you every time you're there and you're, mental, you're mentally going to be stunted and it's going to translate into, you know, messiness in other areas. So they're very interconnected. And so until people really start being intentional about looking at their environment and how they interact with it and I and matching it with how they're living, you know, there that's when the aha moment comes. It's like, okay, well, which is it? Is it more internal clutter that's bringing the external or is it the external that is affecting, mm. you know, the internal? You said ever since you were little, you have always had the ability to be empathic. Yes. And and kind of read people. Yes. So when you're sitting with someone in a consultation, Mm -hmm. what happens like in a typical consultation if somebody like me says, okay, come on over. Mm -hmm. I can't figure this out. This is a mess. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just think I'm having you over to do all this stuff. (laughs) Let's be honest. I just want to Mm -hmm. come to you, have a ton Mm -hmm. and call it a day. Everything's organized. Great. (laughs) And if it gets unorganized, I'll just call you again. So you come and you sit down and what happens? Well, I always start with, you know, well, you know, people are sometimes are apologetic. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have cleaned up a little, but I felt, but may, I figured maybe I shouldn't. I'm like, <laughs> That's true. I do want to see it in its natural state. You know, it's like when you're going to, you know, the dentist or the doctor's office, you're like grooming more than you normally would, but you know, <laughs> before I go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I have that experience and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all just people. We all just want to feel good in our own skin. And so I really always try to make an effort to, you know, notice something positive, you know, because they're bringing me in because they feel like there's something negative. And so I, you know, I always want them to feel like empowered and good. And so whether it's something about, you know, their home or their family or themselves, you know, I make it my goal for that first meeting, like, oh, let's find something good here, you know? So I'm not just there to talk about your problem. Like, okay, how's your day going? How are you feeling today? You know, what was the best part today? Or, wow, I really love that paint color. I would have, you know, never been brave enough, but you really pulled it off, you know? So I'm ignoring the obvious clutter in the room, but we're finding there's good things to be, you know, acknowledged as well. You know, so I try to, you know, be realistic about why I'm there, but also be kind of like a positive presence because you need that positive energy if you're going to be undertaking something that feels challenging, you know? And so um, you try to draw that out as much as possible. And, you know, the, the ultimate goal is to achieve something that they want, that being organized. But the path to getting there is going to be different for different people. And so I try to you know, mirror what they're putting out. Some are very hard charging, focused, driven, like, okay, yes, let's do this. Some are just a little bit more slow and methodical. I'm like, I can roll with that. That's fine. And, you know, I had one client and she was retired 
and she had a goal and she wanted to do it, but she also just wanted to sit on her porch and talk to me. I'm like, okay, we can do that. (laughs) So she's like, let's set a timer and we'll work really hard for, you know, half the time. And then can we just go sit on my porch? I just enjoy your company. And I'm like, we can do that. Sure. You know? And so it's just like trying to be whatever their goal is and what's going to help them get to that goal. I'm willing to do, you know? And so it's not a cookie cutter experience. Mm-hmm. Like the way I do it is similar of as it deals with the things and the stuff, but how I relate to each client is completely personalized, you know, and, you know, and I've got some clients that are just more in their head and, you know, and in their heart. And so sometimes I see like, okay, you're, and they acknowledge I'm really having a hard time. Uh, I really want to keep working on this. You know, I'm like, do you need a mental declutter first? Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's just, you know, what are some things that are mentally taxing on you and just getting that out and getting that out of the way and okay, now on to what we need to do. And, you know, so some people, like some of my, I have some ongoing clients, like I have project-based clients that it's just like, oh, we're going to do this pantry and I feel great. We're going to take care of my filing. This is fantastic. Awesome. And I do have some clients where I meet with on more of a regular basis. And it's not because they're chronically disorganized. Mm. It's because they desire that organized functionality or there's like a lot of changes going on in their life and there's lots to manage and they're still trying to achieve different things as it relates to their home through the through that and so I'm meeting with them on a regular basis you know so that's when some of more of those conversations come up Mm -hmm. like okay what's let's do the mental download okay now that now we can see through the cobwebs you know of Mm -hmm. your mental clutter now we can focus on the physical clutter that makes sense let me ask you a question then When I go and visit my mother in New Jersey, she hoards things, food and books and DVDs and clothing and shoes and Mm -hmm. dirty tissues. Yeah. That's a thing with the older late and like they stuff them. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anyhow. So I leave there thinking to myself, someday I'm going to have to deal with all of that. It's a, it's a somehow subconsciously yeah. in my head, right? So then I get home right. and I get to my house and I go, oh, I don't want to do that to my children. And then I put all this pressure on myself mm-hmm. saying, okay, I got to go through all my clothes. I got to go through everything. I got to figure out all the paperwork and all this stuff. And then it gets overwhelming and then it doesn't get done. What would you say in that situation of, you know, I don't want to set my kids up for failure like I'm seeing happen mm-hmm. to me. What kind of advice would you give someone like that? Say me. Yeah. So, so if I'm trying to, I want to answer the question you're asking. So are you asking about how to help kids learn how to have a good lifestyle or how to, I guess it would be, how do I get rid of the anxiety from seeing so much stuff and then translating that into my own world? How do we begin? Well, I think it comes down to, you know, first having the mindset, like, yes, you recognize this is something you want. And so, you know, the difference between you and your mom is she doesn't want it. You know, you do. And so that's a really good starting point. You have to want it. You have to have the desire. You have to have the perceived value. And so once you get, you know, your mind, like I'm getting ready, like I have little notes of things I want to share as they come to me, like, like in blogs or social media, whatever. And thing, one thing that I'm going to be sharing and touching on soon is, you know, what I'm going to say is the most important tool to get organized is your mind. You know, there's tons of products you can go and get mm. and different, you know, things you can try. 
but you have to first start with the mindset of, I want to, and this is why, because no matter how many baskets you have, (laughs) you have to know why, why you want to keep managing what you're putting inside there. Right. And so you start with the mindset. Once you have the mindset, this is important. This is why it's important. Then, you know, if something is a priority to you, you're going to give it the time that it needs. Mm. So then you build in structured systems to maintain those things. Because And so it always goes back to, this is important. This is important. This is important in your mind. And then because it's important, you're going to give it time. Because whatever we value, we're going to give our time to. And at the end of the day, when we're managing our stuff, it's taking time. And so it's setting Mm -hmm. up time in your day, time in your mind and energy to put systems and habits into place to to bring the order to what you're wanting. And those systems and habits can vary. Gotcha. You know, there's many different ways you can manage laundry, for example. There's many different ways you can manage cleaning. There's many different ways you can manage just, you know, keeping things in a general tidy order. It's just putting in the time and the energy to figure out, well, what's going to make sense for the season I'm in right now. And, you know, for when you're graduating high school and going into college, there's, there's transitions, you know, there's, there's a transition in your twenties, then there's a different in your thirties, forties. So like every generation, there's probably going to be a little bit of a friction and a reset of, well, what needs to be different? Okay. Yes. In our second wind, for example, good answer. So, so you help to me, it sounds like you would help me figure out what priorities I have that I can maintain right? in order to have the time to do the things that I want and like kind of show that to me. Yes. Like if you want to lose weight and you're really determined to do it, you're going to make time to, to go to the gym or go, go to the Mm -hmm. Weight Watchers or whatever it is you want to do. Same idea. That is awesome. You have an example. I know you have lots. But one that comes to mind of someone mm-hmm. that you went and helped and it transformed mm-hmm. their life. Yes. And yes, as just as you said, there are several. You told me about a single mom who's living in her parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk about her. Yeah. I haven't talked to her in a while. So I'm just going to imagine she's wildly successful still. <laughs> I think she is. Yeah. Um, but and um, so now, now I'm going to be reaching out to her and be like, I thought about you today. <laughs> Anyhow, so yes, a single mom reached out to me and she was in a transitionary state of life her, her, herself at the time. And she was living in a basement apartment, just her and her son. And, you know, she, he was like, you know, preschool age at the time. And she was just trying to figure out, you know, how to do life on her own and enjoy life. She loved her son dearly, you know, and wanted to enjoy her time with him and wanted to feel good about herself and her home and, and professionally. So we worked like it was a big open area, you know, comfortable and furnished in, the, in it for a basement, you know, but it's just not a whole lot of def- definition of what, what should be happening in different rooms, you know, in this big open room. And so we worked in all the different areas and, you know, her stuff for her son, stuff for her, stuff for just the environment itself. I helped even helped her arrange furniture in a different way to kind of give definition to those areas. And she decluttered a ton. She got rid of a ton because he was phasing out a baby. You know, she hadn't really decluttered that stuff. She just kind of moved really quickly 
and just here's all the toys. He's not really playing with all of these, but I just didn't have time to think about what is he actually doing, you know. So we went through all his toys, went through all his clothes, went through her personal things, her clothes, her closet, and she felt great. You know, a couple months later, she reached out to me. She's like, hey, would you mind, you know, coming back for a refresher? Don't worry. It didn't all fall apart. You know, I, I'm, I want to stay on top of it better. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. I'd be happy to, you know. So she was wanting to go through clothes. And so I arrived to her home and a woman opened the door and I was you know, I hadn't met this person before, but I was just, you know, very cheerfully like, oh, good morning. And she's like, it's me. <laughs> she had lost over a hundred pounds. Oh, no. <laughs> and, yes. Yes. And so the you reason she was inviting her. me to come help her go. Oh my gosh. I did it. Wow. I did it. I'm like, either is this a friend? Is this a family member? You know, it was delightful, you know, so we were going through her closet, you know, not just because of like, oh, I want to figure out what I like, what I don't like, like legitimately, she had to get rid of a bunch of stuff that just didn't serve her. She didn't need it anymore. And, and she said, you know, when I got my house in order, that gave me the confidence and the motivation to get my body in order. And, you know, that was just so exciting. I loved that, you know, and I've had other clients that have had the same experience, you know, whether it be in with the like her with their health and um, weight loss, or just with professionally speaking, once they got, you know, the order, you know, within their home, then their their business, you know, they saw more growth in other areas. Yeah, it just it frees it frees you up, mm -hmm. you know, it gives you both the confidence, like I can do this, I can achieve this goal, and you can compound it. And then also you have mm -hmm. more bandwidth, okay, I can focus on this now. So it was fun. It was I loved that. It's really important that you said all that because it's not just organizing a thing, mm -hmm. right? That we're getting to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. It's it's your whole universe mm -hmm. matters yeah. in how you present yourself every day to the world. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine mm -hmm. even your sleep gets better, your choices in food and time mm -hmm. and energy where mm -hmm. you spend your time and energy probably all starts to fall in line for what matters to you and finding your truest, highest self. And I know you found mm -hmm. that, right? And that's why you're so successful at yes. what you do. You help, mm -hmm. you help people start that path going. Yeah. I remember when you and I first talked, you know, like I have mentioned and you kind of zeroed in on what I was saying, you know, it all comes down to decisions. Mm. And so if you can make a decision about what am I going to do with this pad of paper? Is this still important to me? Little decisions. If you can start getting stronger at making little decisions, it'll give you more power, you know, to make bigger decisions too. What are your favorite things about what you do? I love just seeing people's lives get better. <laughs> it's exciting. You know, I love but not recognizing your yeah, client. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I love, like, I love that, you know, I, I have a growth mindset myself. I like to always be, you know, looking for ways to improve, not because I'm unhappy, just because that's just, I think that's just who we are. That's who we're created to be, you know. I feel like, you know, we're created by a creator, you know, that imagined the world and constantly building on, you know, things. And so I think that's just innate in us. And so to get to be a partner with someone who is wanting to create something good and, you know, bloom, I love, you know, that I get to, you know, encourage someone to grow in a way they want to and to feel good. I'm a natural encourager, like cheerleader kind of. 
I guess. And so, you know, to be able to call that a job, like that just seems like silly to me, but I enjoy it, you know? And so if I can, you know, help my, you know, my family by, you know, doing this as a profession, do something that I enjoy that gives me, you know, pleasure, you know, cause I'm naturally, you know, task oriented. So I like the tactile, I'm going to do this and I get an end result. Mm -hmm. I love that mm -hmm. too. You know, mm -hmm. I, so I like having a goal and seeing it accomplished. So that's just something personal to me. Not everyone can identify with that, <laughs> but you know, if you have the goal of getting organized, then you'll have the benefit of, you know, a little personal chug, chug, chug. <laughs> She's going to make sure I do it. <laughs> I love that. What keeps you going every day, Heidi? Cause I imagine some days, I mean, oh, sure. you gotta get tired. We all get that yep. uh, yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. What keeps you going? What keeps me going? You know, I'm a very relational person. So what keeps me going is, you know, the good people in my life. And, you know, sometimes like I've, I've heard the saying, like, you are the sum of the five people you most spend time with. And that's definitely true. And so, you know, if I think about, you know, if I'm going through a really hard time, you know, I know who I can reach out to, or I know who I can think about, what would such and so do? What would such and so say? You know, and sometimes I do reach out to them, like I'm having a hard time, you know, what, tell me I'm not crazy, number one, if, if it's that, or, you know, tell me, you know, remind me of something that I, that I need to be remembered, that I need to know is true. And so that is what I go to first is, you know, the, the people, you know, and so I, I really try to cultivate those relationships because they are so valuable to me. You know, I try to be there for them as well because it's, you know, it's circular, you know, and so we're all there for each other. And I know that I can rely on them and alternatively, I'm going to be there for, I'm going to be there for them and they'll be there for each other. And so, you know, and then, you know, as it relates to, you know, the drudgery, the, the work that I don't want to do sometimes, you know, how do I keep going? It's like, well, what am I doing it for again? You know, so there's different goals I have that I know if I do this, it's going to get me closer to that. Right. And so it's a combination of surrounding myself with good people and then having a goal, you know, something that is going to help, you know, push me forward, even if I don't want to, you know, and sometimes it's just giving yourself the permission. Okay. I just need a break and then not feeling bad about it. That's, that's true too. You know, yeah. like maybe it's not just to do all that. I just need to sit still for a minute, just a day, you know, and, and that's fine and not, and not beat myself up. Absolutely. Good stuff. You provide the vehicle for people to find their expansiveness. I would think. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Thank so, you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so you probably will be coming to my house shortly because there's some things that need to get done. Okay. And in the meantime, how can people find you, Heidi? And also if someone isn't in the Georgia area, do you mm -hmm. work with people on Zoom or can you? Is that even a thing? I have. Yes. When I, that's another thing I did when I was first launching my business. I haven't done it just because I don't have as much bandwidth. Not to say I wouldn't, because, you know, if the circumstances align and that would work out, I have done it successfully. I have, when I was living in Minnesota, I had clients like in Chicago and North Carolina, and that was fun. You know, they, and at the time, you know, there was, it was pre-Zoom. So it was just a combination of, they would send me pictures. Ah. I like still shot pictures and like, and then we'd have phone conversations, but yeah, it would be much easier now. Oh yeah. You know? And so it was like, you know, we could still talk through, oh, this is my trouble area. What, what do you recommend? And, you know, some people, they just need that objective idea, like that they might not have thought of themselves, but you know, I, and that's another thing with working with me, I'm like an investigator. 
I operate by asking lots of questions. Mm. That's where my natural curiosity helps because, you know, sometimes during those questions and sometimes I have these clients are like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Ask me the questions. (laughs) And so they're just used to me. Like they're like, they know we're going to figure something out just because, you know, that investigative conversations, they're either going to figure it out or we're going to, by talking, come to a good solution. Give them the light. So those, you know, if there's a person who feels like they could do it, yeah. So there's people, I I could do it. I just, I need a little extra support. Mm -hmm. And then there are folks who are like, I can't, this is overwhelming. I need someone to hold my hand all the way through. So yes, you could find me by my website very easily, operationorganizationbyheidi.com. And I also am on Facebook and Instagram at Heidi at, or no, at Operation Organization by Heidi and Operation Organization by Heidi at gmail.com. Those are listed on all of those sites as a direct contact as well. And business phone number is listed on those. So yeah, pretty easy to find me, you know, starting at any of those outlets. Awesome. Heidi, thank you so much for your time today. And if there was one thing you could leave the audience with, like a mantra or a saying, what would that be? I guess, you know, what's currently on my mind, you know, in this season of life for me, what's what's really inspiring is I want to live a life of intention. And so, you know, what I just posted recently is, quote, something along the lines of, you know, get into the habit of asking yourself, is this going to lead me to where I want to go? So, you know, if you have whatever goal, you know, whatever want or whatever desire you have are the choices you're making now, is that going to get you there? And, you know, that can just be like an internal guide, you know, and so, you know, there's different things that we're planning and trying to, to do, you know, just fun things right now in life. We're, you know, trying to organize opportunities to travel. We're doing home improvement projects. And so, you know, there's always a time of, well, I could do this or I could do that. And is, you know, what, what's going to get me to what I really, really want. So just being intentional and just checking in with yourself, I would say. That's perfect. That is such a great way to end this. So thank you so much, Heidi. My pleasure. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.